change. You hear me? You might see me today, and I might be about this size, and, and a few months from now, I might be about twice this size. Or you might see me today, and my hair be gray, and tomorrow it'd be solid white. You never know. Things change. Hallelujah. Or you might not see any hair. I don't know. Brother Carson and I were both discussing our receding hairlines today. Some of you laugh, it's done receded, folks. Hallelujah on some of y'all. It had not receded, it's retreated. Hallelujah. But thank God tonight that we're still in church able to worship and glorify and magnify God. Amen. And I might add tonight, again, let me thank you for being able to be here. And I've got to warn you, I feel like preaching again tonight. Hallelujah. We're going to do our best to glorify God. Amen. Let me say to all the hosts that have invited us here, thank you very much. And the hostesses, we appreciate them. Amen. And the folks who are very kind to let us be here in this camp meeting to worship and glorify and magnify the great God of heaven. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. The writer said, when I look around and see all the Lord has done for me, I don't know what I'd do without the Lord. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm just really, really appreciative of the power of the Holy Ghost. Now I realize that you don't hear that term used very much in our society. We have revised it, revamped it, and now it has become the Holy Spirit to give it a milder tone, but my Bible said they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. Someone done an interview here some months ago, and they were interviewing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and in the Houston area denominational preachers, men who were from old-fashioned denominations, and they asked them about their old-time services. And they said there were a time that people in our services quaked under the power of the Spirit. They would literally fall in the floor and go into trances. There were times that they would get down to pray and it seemed like they would never get up. And their lips would begin to say things that we have never ever learned anywhere. But said we assure you that none of that goes on in our churches today. Well I assure you friend that's not the way it ought to be. The Bible said that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Give us a waking and a shaking of the power of the Holy Ghost. God, turn us every way but loose, if you would, please. Don't let us come to church and sit down and dry up. That's how prunes are made. That's how raisins are made. But that's not how Christians are made. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible teaches us that we will be lively stones. One day when Jesus was marching into the city, Somebody heard the man crying out and said, make these people be quiet as he came in. And he said, listen, if these hold their peace, then the rocks and the mountains will cry out. Thanks be to God tonight that I don't have to worry about a rock or a mountain taking my place. I want to give God glory and honor that's due to him. Would you lift your hands right now and close your eyes and I want you to thank God for everything the Lord has done for you. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him glory and honor. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Thank you, God, tonight. Help the preacher preach and help everyone in this building receive the anointing and the power of Jesus Christ. Right now, God, I'm depending upon you, the God of our salvation and the strength of our life. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, and amen. I want you to turn with me to the sixth chapter of the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter number 6. And then I'll be going to the 150th Psalm. 2 Samuel chapter number 6. And then going to Psalms 150. My grandfather was an old-fashioned preacher. Both of my grandfathers were. I've often heard my mother tell about they would walk somewhere of seven and a half miles to church. They would get to church, and Grandpa was an old Baptist preacher, an old-time Baptist preacher, and they would get in there, and Mom said, I remember Grandpa getting so happy, they threw their songbook. Hallelujah. And I thought, man, there them were, folks were back then throwing their songbooks, and now the days they'd throw them out if they said amen. But folks, I'm not in a church that's a quiet church. Amen. Somebody said when we go to heaven, we're going to have a time and it's going to be so peaceful and so blissful. That is true. But I'm going to tell you tonight, where you worship God, that's when the peace comes into your heart. And according to the book of Revelation, there's only going to be 30 minutes of silence in heaven. I kind of deem that as 30 minutes of time to tune up, amen, and get the instruments all in array for everybody to clear your throat and blow your nose, hallelujah, and get ready to worship the Lord. And then we're going to cut loose for eternity. There's nobody going to hold us back, amen. We're not going to have to worry about tripping over pews, amen, or bounding over altar benches. We're just going to have a time and we're going to be dancing on a street up pure cold. Hallelujah. Glorifying and magnifying Jesus Christ. Let's read the precious word of the Lord. Second Samuel chapter number 6, reading at verse number 20, and it's like this. And David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of, his, of the handmaids and of his servants, and as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord, and I will yet be more vile than thus, and I and will be base in my own sight, and of the hand for hand, uh, of the maid servants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Micah the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death. Psalms 150. Praise the Lord. Everybody say that. Praise the Lord. Say it again. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Listen to this. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath, I said let everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, lift your hands and glory. 
glorify God. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. What did you come for tonight? I said, what did you come for tonight? Let's glorify him right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, I need you to help this preacher. I need you, God, tonight to help us worship and glorify and magnify you. In the precious name of the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I've got a black lady at home in the church, a very precious saint of God. And if you've never been to our church, Brother Carson is very familiar with this lady. You might be preaching a log in the most loud, piercing hallelujah that you ever heard in all of your life. Amen. She scared the devil out of more folks than a lot of preachers we've had. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you what, when she cuts loose, you know she's feeling the Holy Ghost around that place. Hallelujah. Now, Sister Clark isn't here tonight, but I'm telling you what, I believe there's some other folks here tonight that can feel the presence of the Lord. And you'll not hold back if God begins to anoint your life. Somebody said, Preacher, it's your job to do it all. I beg your pardon, friend. Hallelujah. I'm just serving the meal. It's your job to eat it. Hallelujah. You hear me tonight? So it's all of our jobs. Let's just worship Him during this service tonight. I want to preach to you. I feel like preaching to you. But I want to preach you something tonight that will let you realize who you are. Hallelujah. You're not just a human being tonight, but you're the king's kid. Hear me now. And we have come tonight to glorify and magnify Jesus Christ. When David took the throne, hallelujah, in Israel, there was confrontation after confrontation with the enemy. One of David's old enemies became and always was a thorn in David's side. And that was the Philistine army. They were constantly warring against him. Every time that Israel turned around, there was battle after battle, confrontation after confrontation. David made up his mind that it didn't matter how big the Philistines were. It did not matter how much of an army they had. His God was bigger and greater and more powerful than anything the Philistines ever had. Someone talked today about David fighting Goliath. There's one thing that I noticed about David was his approach when he went to that old boy. Not one time did he tell tell Goliath that he felt like he was a giant. You'll never read in the Word of God where David said, Goliath, you giant. What David called him was exactly what he was. He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Hey, friend, call a spade a spade. Hear me? Let's get down to the place we call it like it is. And David realized that these armies and the Philistines were not going to defeat him. They had something that belonged to Israel. They had tried to put it in the house of their God and their God digging that fell upon his face. They had set him back up and put him on his feet again. But in the middle of the night, the power of God was too much for Dagon, and he fell on his face one more time, and his arms and head broke off. They knew that they was in trouble. There was plague after plague on the Philistine nation because they had taken away the precious Ark of the Covenant. Let me say to you right now, that Ark means something to God's people, for inside of that Ark, my friend, was Aaron's rod that budded, which represents the miracle working power of God. Inside of that Ark, my friend, was a little bowl that contained manna, which, which represented God's unending supply. God always has a supply. He always will have a supply. His supply 
preaching. There's still Bible preaching. There's still godly living. There's still overcoming power. My God, this thing is real. It's in your mind. And it has not changed. My God, brother, I feel like preaching tonight. Hallelujah. And David said, I'm going to bring it back home if it's the last thing that I do. When they went and got the ark from the Philistines, the Philistines said, we can't handle it. There's too much power in it for us. That's why the world don't talk much about the Holy Ghost now. Because there's too much power in it for us. Amen. They can't understand this divine glory. But I'm telling you, we of the body of Christ who have been baptized in Jesus' name and who have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost have found out that this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel that in the last days I pour out my spirit upon all flesh your sons and daughters shall prophesy you old men shall dream dreams and you young men shall receive visions this is that that power of God glory be to God this is it and David said, I'm going to bring it back. My God, am I going to bring it back? And so when they finally went down to the threshing floor where it was left, they tried to make a new card and haul it. You can't haul this thing on one of these new fandangled buggies. Listen, modern religion cannot handle the power of Jesus Christ. You hear me tonight? They can't handle the godly living. We are living in a day today where divorces almost outnumber marriages. In the county that I lived in for several years, in one year, there were more divorces than there were marriages filed for. Why? Because it's a troublesome society. The world does not want something that makes them want to live right. And so they can't handle this thing. David said, that cart won't work. That was a man that lost his life because they tried to bring it back a different way. There's only one way for this thing to be born. And that's on the shoulders of the priest. Hear me tonight. Amen. Put the ark on them staves. Shove them through the gold rings. And carry it. Hallelujah. So tonight I'm not coming to you with a song and dance. I'm telling you the ark of God's covenant on my shoulder. I'm telling you about the power of Jesus Christ. I'm saying to you tonight, you can be healed. I'm saying you can be saved. I'm saying you can be delivered. I'm saying you can have victory. You can be changed. You can be revived. You can be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. Oh, God. David said, I'll bring it back. And he got his men together. And they read in the Holy Scripture. You can't leave the Bible out of this thing, folks. I don't care what John Wesley said. I don't care what John Smith said. Did you hear me tonight? It doesn't matter what Martin Luther said. I'm telling you this right now. Hey, man, we're not built upon the foundation of a man. We're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Hey, man, you've got to go to the Word of God. Man might tell you you don't have to be baptized, but the Bible said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Man will tell you you don't need the Holy Ghost, but the Bible said without the Spirit of Christ, you're none of his. David said, let's go to the book. Let's go to the book. Once we get in the book, it'll tell us how to preach it. It'll tell us how to live it. It'll tell us how to walk for God. Oh, God, today, don't let me stray. I said, don't let me stray. Don't let me stray from what it says in the pages of that black, black book. Hallelujah. Don't mess with me tonight, folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
David said, I'm going to go get it. And he got his army together. He got his priests together. And he went down there to the threshing floor. Amen. I believe of Obed-Edom. And he grabbed that thing all up. Amen. Or Uzziah's threshing floor. And he grabbed it up. And he said, priests, slide the staves and them golden rings. I want the trumpeters to get out front. Amen. I want the musicians to get ready. We're going to have ourselves a time. Amen. We're taking this thing back home. It's time for us to have revival. It's time for us to have miracles. It's time for us to have deliverance. It's time for us to shout the victory. It's no time to hang our head. Listen, church, we're not the apostolic church of yesterday. We're the apostolic church of today. This is God's church. This is God's church. This is God's church that was purchased by his own blood. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and glorify God. Hallelujah. Holy be to God. Holy be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he went down there to the house of Obed-Edom, and he got that, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something. The house of Obed-Edom was blessed. You get this thing in your heart, you can't keep from getting blessed. Hallelujah. I said, you just can't keep from getting blessed. Hallelujah. David got his folks together, and he went down there, and he picked up the ark. It was a long way back to Jerusalem. Amen. It was over 15 miles, I know, because David himself danced 15 miles, according to history, backward praying a tambourine. And so when you look at that, you see that David was going to bring the ark of God back home. Amen, friend. And it was so when they bear the ark. Amen. They hadn't gone no farther than six paces. Think about that. That's all the father they had got. Sometimes we go through a whole church service, but they hadn't gone no more than six paces. Amen. And David felt something hit him in the top of his head, into the bottom of his feet. And the Bible said that he danced before the Lord with all of his might. He cut loose and he had himself a time in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said it's going to take a long time to get through church if we shout every time we feel it. Honey, you better shout every time you feel it. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah. Six paces. That's not very far. Come on, I need me six men. Come here, boys, right here. These three guys right here. This guy, Joel, come here. Hey, man, come here, brother. I like the way you shout. Hallelujah. Get right here on the front of that ark. Hallelujah. Get your arms up there. Get up here. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm going to put a stave through here. And I'm putting a stave through here, boys. Get that hand up here like that. Put it on your shoulder where you can hold that. Now, I'm telling you what. We've done picked up the ark, you see. Hallelujah. The devil's had this thing long enough. It's about time we get salvation out of the hands of folks who think they know what they're doing. And let's get it in the hands of some folks who know how to worship and praise God. Hold it, Peter God. Let's bring this thing home. Let's bring it home. Take it to your father. Take it to your mother. Take it to your sister. Take it to your brother. Take it to your friends. Take it to your neighbors. Tell them about Jesus Christ. Hold it, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Woo! Have a go, boys. Grab a hold here. Hallelujah. Somebody said, David, how far can you get? You can't get far. You can't get far. Hallelujah. Six paces. My God, that's all the father you can go. Oh, I feel that shot right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
home. Here's the ark. Hallelujah, the trumpeters are out here. Hallelujah, I'm David. Amen, tonight let's suppose. Amen, we're going to take this thing, boys. Here we go, we're leaving the household of old Betty. We take one step, hallelujah. We take two steps. We take three steps. We take four steps. We take five steps. We take six steps. And all of a sudden something hits us. And we just begin to shout and glorify and magnify Jesus Christ. We're bringing it home. We're bringing it home. We're bringing it home. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and love him. Back up, fellas. Back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's fine. You go there. Hallelujah. My God, I'm feeling this thing tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, worship him. That's what he wants. He wants somebody to worship him. Cool it, cool it. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Listen to me now. Oh, hallelujah. They took six paces. Listen to me now. They took six paces. And they offered sacrifice to the Lord. Woo! Amen. We don't offer rams and bullocks today, do we? What do we offer? We offer a tribute of praise right now. Come on, let's give him some praise. Hallelujah. We're giving it to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can sit down a moment if you can. The Bible said David and all the house of Israel brought the ark of the Lord. Somebody said, preacher, all of this shouting is not necessary. Come on now, you got to confine this thing. I thought when you went to church, you played your music so quiet, he was waiting for the old boy to roll down the aisle in a minute. No, sir. When they came back, the Bible said David and all the house of Israel, they brought that thing back in and they were shouting. Hallelujah. They were shouting. Amen. I said they were shouting. Somebody was back there saying, Hallelujah. It's coming home. Somebody said, Hallelujah. It's coming home. Hallelujah. It's coming home. We're bringing it back. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord, Lord. No boy put his trumpet to his lips. It didn't sound like that. But oh, it was good. Somebody said, hold on. Woo! Hang on, get on there, brother, a minute. We ain't done yet. Glory be to God. You shouldn't have never done that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I want you to look down, coming toward Israel. There was a big line, a processional. Brother, I'm telling you, Brother Sanders, they were coming. Hallelujah. And right in front of it, amen, somebody was looking out an upstairs window. There was Saul's daughter. Hallelujah. You know why Saul gave her to David? He gave her to David to be a 
a thorn in David's side. Amen. About the time she looked out the window, she saw Saul pulling off that old kingly robe that he had. Hear me now tonight. He just pulled it off and he threw it down. Amen. I need a tambourine. Give me that tambourine. Amen. And she saw David lose all of his dignity. Hallelujah. Somebody said, what's the matter with that fool? Amen. There David was. He laid aside that kingly garment. Somebody said, listen, preacher, aren't you afraid you'll get a little undignified? If it takes getting undignified to get the power of God in my life, let me get undignified. If it takes getting a little uncouth to get the power of God, let me become a little uncouth. Ah, God. And here they came. They were bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. Oh, my God. The trumpets were playing. I said the trumpets were playing. Yes, they were. And here David was, that man of dignity, that man with a crown on his head, that man who should have been standing there, according to Michael, in a pious position. He could not help himself. David was having a Holy Ghost fit. Amen. The Bible said that he was dancing. He was playing that old tambourine. Here he come back into town, glorifying and magnifying and praising God of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. He was having himself a time. My God, I feel it's all over this place tonight. Hallelujah. Listen to me now. Looking out the upstairs window, you'd be surprised the folks that come to church. They don't come to praise God. They come to criticize. Hear me now. Oh, hallelujah. Don't criticize the Indian until you've walked a mile in his moccasins. Hallelujah. And Michael, that old reprobate, Michael, that old person that was wrapped up in all of her formality, that old full of pride woman that was David's wife, she looked out there, and when she saw David glorifying God, she got so upset. Oh, I don't know how you can do that. You wait till I get a chance to tell that fool. You wait till I tell him what an ignoramus he made out of himself. You wait till I tell him how big a dummy he was. You know, isn't it something tonight that when we were drinking booze and came home with vomit on ourselves that was not ours, nobody told us what a fool we was. But the minute we got a hold of God and the minute we got saved and the minute we stopped doing that mess and got right, everybody said, hey, you're a fool, you're a fool, you're a fool. I like what Paul said. Paul said, I am a fool, all right, but I'm a fool, my God, for Christ's sake. That's who I'm a fool for. Yes, I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, there's some fools in this place tonight. Hear me now. Hallelujah. When David got back, sweaty, his right guard had failed. Still had the tambourine in his hand. Still had the dance in his feet. Oh, hallelujah. I can see him now coming back in the castle. He was saying, we got it home. We got it home. We don't have to worry about the Philistines anymore. We got it home. And about that time, old Michael, the old red hen, met him in the aisle. She said, shame on you. Shame on you. I was reading some old commentary material 
about Dwight L. Moody, about men back during the Reformation time, some of the great evangelists for the world that came through. Friend, do you know that they shouted? They would lay on their face for hours in trances and worship God. You hear me, friend? Men came along teaching standard. John Wesley came along. Amen. And I do not agree with how John Wesley believed on the Godhead. There's just one God. But John Wesley came along. And John Wesley brought holiness back into this thing. He told him not only did you have to get right, but you had to have a holiness standard of living. And right on down the line, people came. And people will look at us and say, you folks are such big fools. Yes, you are. She told David, she said, David, you was plumb vile. I have never seen anything as disgusting in my life. Hear me, folks. You think these girls around here are disgusting, dancing in the spirit? What do they look like when they're in the bar with their, with their short little old skirts on and the eyebrow pencil all over their eyes running down their face? What do you think they look like in the drug addiction center? What do you think they look like out here laying in the back seat of a car somewhere, being violated by the world? What do you think they look like then? I say if they look like fools tonight, then let them be fools. Let them glorify, magnify, and magnify him again. Glory be to God. You think these men look like fools running around here dancing in the spirit? What do you think they look like when they wouldn't bear up by their baby's clothes and shoes and food? When they spent their paycheck on alcohol? When they went to the gambling parlor and gambled it away? What do you think they look like then? But oh my God, when Michael said to David, David, you were vowed. You uncovered yourself before your handmaidens. You took off your kingly apparel. He didn't strip himself naked as some might think. He just laid aside the royal robe. What she was... I want you to be Michael now. Hallelujah. I'm sure that she wasn't built like you or look like you. Hallelujah. But said, honey, don't you understand what we brought home today? I don't want to understand. I don't care what you brought home. It don't matter to me. You just made a fool out of yourself. You made a fool out of yourself. David said, honey, honey, come on now, baby. Come on, honey, don't you know? Don't you know what we brought home? She said, but you vile. You messed your kingship up. Those folks aren't going to respect you. Those folks aren't going to love you. He said, honey, let me tell you something now. My handmaids are going to love me more tomorrow than they ever, my God, than they ever loved me in all of their life. They're going to love me tomorrow. We're going to have ourselves a time in the house of God Almighty. Yes, sir. He said, tomorrow, I'm going to be yet more vile. Listen to this. That's what it said. He said, and I'll be base in my own sight. I'm nothing. He's everything. Hallelujah. Job said, he said, thou art a worm, old man. I'd like to buy some people for what they're worth and sell them for what they think they're worth. Oh, my God, wouldn't we build churches and home missions and foreign missions everywhere? Wouldn't we have an outstanding move of God's Spirit? Some of you that stood back and wiggled your little finger and said, Bless God, these folks are getting too excited around here. Let me tell you something. You better stir up yourself. The Bible said stir up the gift with life within you. Hear me tonight. I'm telling you, God's looking for somebody. He's searching. 
Hallelujah. I don't know how long I can keep this up. I'm feeling something. I'm feeling something tonight. You know what? We need to get all the Michaels out. Get some papers in. Hallelujah. And forget about everything. Hear me now. We need to worship until our socks are wet. Somebody said, how can you tell a good service? You can smell it. Hallelujah. You get, that's right. You get first worshiping God. And I'm telling you what, they'll begin to perspire. Amen. And they'll begin to glorify God. And the people that don't, the folks that are shouting will perspire. And the people who don't will just plain sweat. Hallelujah. Because they're worried to death somebody's going to come and get them by the hand. And get them to leap for joy. Hear me, folks, tonight. Hallelujah. Somebody said, preacher, aren't you getting a little reckless tonight? Hey, we need to get a little reckless. We need to step out on a limb of faith and worship God with everything we got. We need some young people that'll feel like running and run. We need some mothers and fathers that'll feel like shouting and shout. We need some young people that'll turn loose and glorify my God and magnify Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Come on. Praise Him right now. Lift your hands. Get a little fire. Let God know you love Him. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, can you feel it? Somebody said, don't get too excited. Come on now, don't run, don't shout. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The trumpets are sounding. The trumpets are sounding. We're bringing it home. We're bringing it home. This is camp meeting. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Michael told David that, that made him mad. Hallelujah. Oh, that got him stirred up. He said, if you think I got a little rowdy now, my, my, my. Somebody said you shouldn't kick your heels so high. It better not kick them at all. Hallelujah. Listen, you can sit there in your pew if you want to and quench the Holy Spirit. But there's some folks in here tonight that's ready to go and worship God. Oh, hallelujah. There's a healer in the house. I'm telling you, there's salvation in the house. Everything we need is in the confounds of this building tonight. There's a God right here walking these aisles, and he's saying to you, whatever you need, out of the pages of God's book, you can have if you just turn loose and worship the Lord. It doesn't matter. 
house. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Hallelujah. Hear me now. My wife and I are good friends with, with several preachers who are not of this precious faith. And we, we, you know, he who has friends must show himself friendly. And we are friends with, with a great man and his woman. They are holiness people. I'm telling you, as far as holiness, you'll never find any cleaner, any godlier people. They don't believe in speaking in tongues as we do. Amen. And my wife and I have talked to them. And they are good folk. But you know what she told my wife? She said, you know, Sister Willis, I got so hungry for God. And they pastor a large church. Amen. Then she said, I got so hungry for God. I got in my kitchen. And I started praising the Lord. And said, I don't know what's come over me. But something began to hit me. And I shouted all over that house. I danced up and down the aisles of that house. I glorified God. I didn't limit it to church. I praised Him in the firmament of His power. My wife said to her, she said, Sister, have you ever felt like God wanted to do something through you? She said, I've got so close. She said, I felt His power so much that I couldn't even form words. She said, when I'd open my mouth, nothing would come out that I wanted to say. Sister Willis said, Sister, do you know that's God? Do you know God's got the Holy Ghost for you? What am I going to praise Him for? Listen to me tonight. What am I going to praise Him for? Michael said, David, you don't have nothing to act that silly about. David said, oh, yes, I do. I'm going to praise Him for His mighty acts. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to praise Him for His mighty acts. I'm going to praise Him for everything He's done. When I get to the church house, I'm going to get on that old and I'm going to beat the fire out of that thing. I'm going to praise him on the cymbals. I'm going to praise him on the drums. I'm going to praise him in a shout. I'm going to, my God, I'm going to praise him in a dance. I am going to worship and praise and glorify Jesus Christ. Woo! You know what? I don't hardly know what to do. I'm feeling so good. Hallelujah. I said, I'm feeling so good tonight. You know why I feel good? I feel good because I see more Davids than I do Michaels. You hear me? I said, I see more Davids than I do Michaels. I see some young folks that are ready to turn loose. Wouldn't it be great right now if God's power would come right down and bless you? Wouldn't it be great when the trumpet sound that you glorify God? Wouldn't it be great tonight if moms and dads just turn loose and worship God? Buddy, come here. Come here. Come here. Tell what I like about this guy. He don't care what you think. He's going to do his thing for the Lord. 
Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said, are we through? We ain't through yet. Hallelujah. We ain't through yet. Oh, my God. You know why? Because we're bringing it home. 